Hi, it's Dina. Every week when Click Here brings you a new story about the people making and breaking our digital world, there's a lot of great material you don't get to hear. My little boy wants to know what we are doing. Hello. Hello. It was a fun thing, it was a powerful thing, and it was a challenge, which is how things really spiraled out of control. So why don't you tell me about that? Well, are you there or are we losing connection again? So if you get into a verbal cul-de-sac, you can just say, hey, Dina, let me stop for a second. Let me start again. Sure. Well, I'm in a cul-de-sac. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just never had anybody come into the cul-de-sac that fast. So we thought, instead of keeping all this stuff to ourselves, we'd try something a little different. We're calling it Mic Drop. It's a deeper dive into material we didn't have time to cover in the episode that we think you'd love. We have a special guest to kick this off. One, two. One, two. Okay. One early Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago, I broke out my recording kit to interview someone who doesn't do many interviews. So uh, here's the question you're not expecting, which is, could you introduce yourself to us, please? I'm Chris Ray, the FBI director. Okay. I don't know why, but I was expecting a longer answer from him. I was talking to him just weeks after he went up to the Hill. Thank you, Chairman Gallagher, Ranking Member Krishnamurthy, uh, and to the members of the Select Committee for inviting me here to testify today. He was there to talk to Congress about the growing threat in cyberspace, and specifically an FBI operation against a Chinese state-sponsored hacking group called Volt Typhoon. They had dropped malware in key networks attached to our critical infrastructure, things like water, communications, airports. And let's be clear, Cyber threats to our critical infrastructure represent real-world threats to our physical safety. Days after the government announced that these Chinese hackers were in U.S. critical computer networks, the news got worse. They revealed the group had been lurking there, undetected, for years. And Ray was very candid with me in our rare one-on-one -on -one interview about how out of bounds this is to be in civilian networks like that. This, to me, is another example of the Chinese government showing its contempt for the rule of law, for norms that um, the international community holds dear, um, and we're not going to tolerate it. After the break, more from Director Ray. We'll be right back. If you're looking for a daily guide to cybersecurity news and policy, sign up for the Cyber Daily from Recorded Future News. It serves up the day's most interesting and important cyber stories from our sister publication, The Record, and then aggregates all of the big cyber stories you might have missed from news outlets around the world. Just go to therecord.media and click on Cyber Daily to get all you need to know about the world of cybersecurity right in your inbox. I am Ben Mankiewicz. On this season of The Plot Thickens, we're exploring the world of renegade movie director John Ford. Ford was a living legend, a cinematic giant, and also a notorious egomaniac who could unload on actors. You'll hear from the best of them, John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, even Ricardo Montalban. Find out how Ford's legacy survives his personal demons. The Plot Thickens, Decoding John Ford, hosted by me, Ben Mankiewicz. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. 
politics has never been stranger or more online, which is why the politics team at Wired is making a new show, Wired Politics Lab. It's all about how to navigate the endless stream of news and information and what to look out for. Each week on the show, we'll dig into far-right platforms, AI chatbots, influencer campaigns, and so much more. Wired Politics Lab launches Thursday, April 11th. Follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dina Templerost, and this is Click Here's Mic Drop. is starting out as a banner year for cyber takedowns. International law enforcement agencies, including here in this country, have cracked a case and mounted a hackback campaign. Ran a court-authorized technical operation. Seized control of the group's site on the dark web. And just today, we're announcing yet another success. But cyber operations until recently always had a kind of whack-a-mole feel. Some dark net marketplace or ransomware gang would be taken down one day, only to pop up again somewhere else the next. Now, FBI Director Ray told me, they're doing something that they used to do when I was covering terrorism for NPR. We're trying to get left of boom. Left of boom. Trying to prevent attacks rather than just to respond to them. The way the FBI started uh, stepping in when ISIS was big, right? Remember, first people would get all the way to ISIS and you'd figure it out, and then there was a Minneapolis where you rounded up lots of people before they got on planes. Can we think about this in the same way, that it's sort of uh, before they actually can do the damage where sort of the FBI is stepping in in a preventative way? Well, obviously there are important differences uh, between terrorism and, and cyber, uh, not the least of which is the horrific loss of life uh, and bloodshed that is involved uh, in terrorism. And I never want to lose sight of the human cost that's involved there. But there are similarities in terms of how we're trying to approach the threat. And one of them, as you say, is the focus on prevention and disruption uh, and trying to get to a point where we can uh, interdict the threat before it becomes much more serious. And it's not just talking about preempting individual cyber criminals or cyber gangs. It's nation-state hackers who tend to do the scarier things. The key part of battling the cyber threat, especially with nation-states, is to uh, detect access and prevent the access from being used in a way that would harm national security, personal security, or, or some other interest. Is there a pattern emerging here of a change in the way that cyber fight is being fought? We're seeing nation states trying to preposition to get persistent access to, uh, in the Volt Typhoon case, critical infrastructure, for example. Um, and so that, well, that is not a new thing for uh, intelligence services and adversaries like the Chinese government. We're seeing it now on a scale and intensity that we have not previously seen. And he said the targets of these nation state hackers are changing. It isn't just military installations or defense industries. It's us, ordinary citizens. We talked about this in our previous episode. Hackers with the GRU, or Russian intelligence, cracked into the ordinary Wi-Fi routers we have at home or at the office. Shortly after our episode dropped, the FBI and a roster of international law enforcement agencies released an advisory warning people that they may have been targeted. 
Russian state-sponsored cyber actors are actively exploiting ubiquity edge routers to conduct malicious cyber operations. This global the advisory urged people who own specific kinds of routers to reset them. And it offered instructions on how to ensure that malware wasn't still lurking in their systems. As we mentioned in our story, the routers that the GRU targeted were older ones. The security updates and patches weren't being received and so forth anymore. So as a result, they found kind of a weak link in the chain and were able to kind of take advantage of it. Russian military intelligence, the GRU, had used these common routers to launch cyber attacks. So it shows the ways in which uh, the cyber threat is all kind of interwoven. You can't just look at this sector or that sector or big companies versus small home offices. They're all kind of interwoven, whether, whether targets in their own right or as um, vehicles to get to other parts of the, the cyber ecosystem. And that, I think, underscores that for, uh, you know, average Americans and, and average citizens in other countries, it's not just a large company or large utilities network that's at risk. You know, um, personal networks uh, are at risk. Which is the distinction the director was trying to make. This isn't just spy versus spy. Espionage is something nation-states do, and that's generally accepted as part of being in the world. What's different here is that adversaries are starting to target civilian infrastructure, power, communications, not just military networks or government agencies. And that's a switch. The U.S. also prepositions themselves inside foreign networks, but inside what they consider legitimate targets, like military or government networks. They call it defend forward. And I asked, what makes Defend Forward different than what the Chinese hackers were doing? I mean, I will let um, uh, NSA and U.S. Cyber Command speak for themselves. They're among our very closest partners. Um, and um, Paul Nagasone is a dear friend. I think when we testified together uh, in front of the China Committee, in front of the House, uh, as I recall, he testified very uh, explicitly and publicly that we do not target uh, other countries' civilian critical infrastructure, like water, like power. Um, and so, um, uh, and I think he even went so far as to say uh, there's no legitimate purpose for that. The bright spot in all of this is that battling our adversaries in cyberspace isn't always rocket science. Ray says ordinary citizens can go a long way toward protecting the country by just doing the little things. Getting the little stuff right, you know, the, the, the weaknesses that the Chinese were able to exploit there were fairly simple weaknesses to exploit. And so it's not just black belt level activity that we have to combat. We have to make sure that we're getting the basics right collectively as a country and as an uh, international community. Buy a new router, install those patches, get the little stuff right, and all of us can help prevent these kinds of attacks. From Recorded Future News, this has been Mic Drop. This episode was produced by Sean Powers and Kat Shooknecht. I'm Dina Temple-Raston, and we'll be back on Tuesday with an all-new episode of Click Here. Have a great weekend. 
Looking for more of the cybersecurity and intelligence coverage you get on Click Here? Then check out our sister publication, The Record, from Recorded Future News. You'll get breaking cyber news from reporters in New York, Washington, London, and Kiev, among others. And you'll see for yourself why it attracts hundreds of thousands of page views every month. Just go to the record.media.